Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, Wheels of Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? It's rolling right. This, you know, it's late July, uh, August because we're we just had to end the podcast, like like wrap a podcast up to start another podcast. Yeah. Um, and uh, also uh, we mentioned this in the other show, but I have no idea. This is coming out much after today's a fast day, Jewish fast day. Um, and I'm fasting. And ironically, it was supposed to end the second. Looks like there's a ghost behind you because I think your son is like in the bedroom. Um, the this podcast is supposed to end. It's a 25 hour fast. So I'm very hungry. Alex is seven hours behind me. Um, and it was supposed to end and I would be, be able to eat the second this podcast ended. But now we're running late. So we're my fast has now extended at least. All right. If, if you want to take a drink or eat, uh, just mute. Nah, I will wait. Yeah. The, we, the don't, we don't need to hear. Fasting, uh, yeah. The, the thing about fasting is it's psychological. So like, even though I am very hungry when it's done, like when Yom Kippur ends, I when you can phone. eat. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't eat first. Anyway, oh, I would check my phone before you eat all. Yeah, I would yeah, say for sure. the, the order of priorities. If you can't check your phone on a holiday is, yeah, check your phone first, then take a mm-hmm. drink if you're fasting mm-hmm. and then eat. Um, anyway, we've got a great guest. So, all right, yeah, let's let's get let's, to our guest. This get is the least it. professional we've ever been. I have two kids in this room. Mm-hmm. Guys, get out. To be fair, I'm in one of the out. rooms. Yeah, okay. we have Jim Mylock from you uh, kick him pod- out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Mylock from Pod of Fame, one of my favorite podcasts um, where every week he discusses a player, usually football, basketball, baseball. I think there's been one hockey one, maybe Jeremy Roenick or something. Um, whether they should be in the Hall of Fame or not, I obviously have strong takes about all of those. And um, but he's also a Chicago guy, a Cubs fan, a Bulls fan, and of course, a Chicago Bears fan. So Jim is here to help us preview the Chicago Bears today. Jim, welcome to 32 Fans. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, I feel very bad. I'm 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 preventing someone from breaking a fast. I can barely wait till lunch um, after I eat breakfast three hours prior. So uh, th- thanks. Thanks for taking the time. I, I feel I feel terrible right now for you. I'm not going to lie. So we um I, I'll give you a sneak peek. We uh, also recorded our Packers episode today. Oh, which is the, did that uh, first. Got it. Yeah, we well we based on the standings, these, right? So well, so we, we released these from thirty-two to one based on Akiva and my power rankings. And gotcha. as as I told the Packers guest, this is the earliest we've recorded them, the lowest on the power rankings. They've been in the thirty-two fans era, which dates back to two thousand and fifteen. Is the first year we did this. Akiva, of course, did it with another guest, uh, in a, another host in what two thousand ten, something like that. Akiva, I think nine and ten, yeah, two thousand nine and ten, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the Bears, on the other hand, are used to being in a, in, in this section. Uh, we have the Bears in our power rankings at 27, Jim. Uh, so what is your instant reaction to hearing the 2023 Bears uh, 27 in the Akiva and Alex cumulative power rankings? I mean, I, th- I think it's fair, right? Uh, they were the worst team in the league last year. First mm. overall pick we traded away. I, I would say, though, I, I think you're going to be. I think next year when you do this, um, we'll be top. 12 and, and i think wow. you're going to be pretty off on this year i think the over under i'm seeing for vegas right now is about seven and a half wins yep um i don't know what you guys are predicting based on there being 27th that maybe is more in the six range win range but seven and a half i would go way over uh um, wow way over look at their did you do we look through their schedule when you you did this i assume you did so the, yeah, the it's power rankings are not a reflection of actual win loss record. Got it's it, how it, good they it. are. Yes, got it. Okay, the NFC that's, North that's fair. and the yes, e- e- much m- easy schedule. Yep. The my Packers power rankings do not play like, the Packers like do not play a team. AFC teams, my power rankings. That Packers, makes sense. Got it. The Packers do not play a team that won a playoff game last year until <laughs> December. It's crazy. Got it. Okay, from that standpoint, then yeah, your twenty seventh even more fair because I was going to say I think 
I think it's going to be a nine win team. Um, we have, we have talent. We we're starting to get actual pieces, which is great. You know, it's year two of the new regime. Um, we've been bad for a very long time now. And, and I will tell you my group chats among my fellow Chicagoans here, we're, we're, we couldn't be more excited for this year. We, mm. it all depends, right? Justin Fields at the end of the day, it depends on his step forward last year. He put on a show, second most rushing yards ever by a quarterback. Um, but the passing's still not right where we want it to be. And he didn't have pieces to really make a difference last year. We didn't hold anything against him. But this year, DJ Moore's coming over, right? We I, I don't know if I would say he's a bona fide number one, but he's to a Bears team. He's a number one. Um, Darnell Mui slots more down to a number two spot. Chase Claypool. We don't know what's going to happen there, but the offensive line looks a little more short up. The, again, weapons on the outside are a little more short up. The defense, which was just an absolute train wreck, looks better. Now, your ranking at the power ranking, I think you could really pinpoint, like, we have no pass rush. And in the NFL, not having a pass rush is a very scary thing. You look at the secondary, it's okay. Um, Not as many playmakers as you'd like to see. Very young still. Uh, middle of the defense has been shored up with the the, the linebacking core. Unfortunately, it's 2023, so that doesn't mean as much in a 4-3 as it did maybe in 1995, but still with TJ Edwards and Edmonds there, I feel good. So, again, overall, we're starting to get a few, I don't even know if I'd call them blue chip prospects, but the step below that, um, which gets us excited, and I think we could surprise a bunch of people this year. I think we're just still extremely young and again it's 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 all on on fields and I hate to put that pressure on him but if if he has a big step forward in year three I I think the Bears are a very good team if he if he doesn't though then 27 might be generous we could be even lower than that all right yeah we're gonna get to all those positions um but let's talk at the top because you know Akiva and I rank these guys one to 32 Eberflus is is one of, in our opinion, one of the the, the least um, uh, confidence-inducing coaches in the NFL. Ryan Poles also among the lowest uh, of our ranked uh, GMs. But you sound pretty confident in this group. You said it's year two okay. of our new team, and next year we'll be top 12. So sure. tell me, what's the reason you have confidence in 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 Poles and Eberflus? Um, start with Poles, who I'm a Vikings fan. I was so thankful when um, when the Vikings uh, went with Aquisi instead because Poles was considered a candidate there as well. Um, and I have not been uh, impressed this season, definitely better last season, hated everything he did yes. in particular to have a rookie quarterback and invest nothing in his offensive line or his receivers. I didn't understand what that was about. So tell me why I'm wrong, why you have confidence in him. Yeah. So polls got off to a really bad start. I'm not going to lie. I was, <laughs> I was very out on him last year, but uh, a lot of my friends and I, you know, I think it's being a bears guy, right? Uh, we've seen some, some shit. I, I, I was not around for the 85, you know, Super Bowl. So I've seen one Super Bowl in my life, which was 2006 with Rex Grossman at the helm, which was kind of a disaster. Um, and then I've seen a lot of middling teams in some really rough years over the last, you know, 2010 decade, which just the 2010s were rough for us. Poles comes in, makes a lot of moves that I do not like. Um, and to me, which people had to kind of <laughs> have me take a step back, right? It's it's a reset. And he was trying to get rid of anything I feel like he didn't touch and completely start from scratch. And even though I think we did have some pieces that he moved that I, I thought could be helpful here, um, 
I, I have to be this guy, you know, he knows more than me. He's a professional GM. I'm not going to be the, the back, the backseat kind of GM here. Let him, let him cook, let him kind of do what he's doing. He has a plan. He's not showing us the plan. We got to trust him a little bit. And year two coming in here now, what I've seen him do this last off season, I'm starting to have a little more faith in him. Um, you know, on, on the offensive line, uh, this is a spot the Bears to my entire life. I'm 33 years old. We have never had a good offensive line in, in my entire life. Um, it is a pain spot. Even when we draft people, they don't turn out to work well. There's always injuries. We're never deep enough. And it always seems like in shambles, which which can affect, you know, our quarterback game quite a bit. You know, this year, we I think a very underrated signing. It's not splashy, but Nate Davis bring him at right guard. Uh, I like that move, bringing him in. Darno, right, our first overall pick. I was in on it um, on draft night because, you know, our offensive line, I think, always needs attention. As, you know, the offseason has progressed, as the summer's progressed, I, I'm we're just all, well, Chicago's all in on this guy. I mean, you're going to see Darnell right a right tackles jersey in the stands. I we, we all believe now he was by far the best lineman in the SEC, which, again, is just what, the minors for the NFL. I think him on, on the right side, Braxton Jones came in as a fifth-round pick last year, played pretty well at left tackle. Tevin Jenkins came along last year, looks like a nasty guard. He was supposed to be a tackle. And again, anytime someone doesn't work a tackle, you try to shift him at guard, but Jenkins seems to be able to play there. And then Cody Whitehair, which can play anywhere on the line, is at center, which I feel like is his best position. I feel like our offensive line, he is short up. And again, he's a former offensive lineman. So I feel like he knows what he's doing there. And I feel like somewhere that's always been our main weakness. I don't think, you know, we're a top 10 line in the, in the NFL by any means, but I don't think it's a, a huge weakness anymore. And when we have a quarterback like Fields, who is young, he's our future. I feel like protecting him at all costs is what I want to see in polls has done a bit of that. I'm not going to lie. Like I would have liked him to see him get one more offensive lineman in there. We were linked to a couple of the big names there that we never brought in. Uh, but I, I do like kind of where he went there. I also think, again, I'm, I'm a polls guy, but not the biggest one. Like when we trade the first round pick for the, you know, this year to the ninth, I still thought we could have got a little more. Um, but, but again, we did get DJ Moore in as a, a, a wide receiver that we was really that needed. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. What was that? You, yeah. You said a you bit, want a little more. A yeah. bit. And I think I've said that before, but want a little more. We did get more. Um, and again, we're, we're excited about it. We don't have wide receivers. Like I believe one of you is one of you, uh, a Vikings guy. Yeah. That, I'm yeah. Akiva's jets. Okay. Akiva, your jets. Okay. So you're a Viking. So uh, <laughs> when I try to explain how we don't have a quarterback, which I think we have now in fields and never wide receivers, like I think we now have DJ Moore, which all, you know, polls went out there and got him instead of an unproven first round pick. You had Sid Luckman in the 1930s. Come on. I have a Sid Luckman jersey in my in my in my closet. That's where we're at here. But yeah. this is what I try to tell people, right? So the Bears have been around for over a hundred years. A hundred years of football. Our number one receiver in history, a hundred years, was Johnny Morris. Mm. He retired back in 1967. He had 5,059 receiving yards. That is our franchise leader in receiving yards. 5,059. You're a Vikings fan. I believe Justin Jefferson might have just under 5,000 yards after three years. Yep. 
I just looked at 4,825 yards in three years. Within it wasn't, the next, wasn't Johnny Morris an H-back more of even than a receiver? He, he was, he was yeah. but he's our leading <laughs> receiver. So, so that's what I'm saying here. Our second receiving league receiver, Harlem Hill, retired in 1961. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying what here an is- MVP do- though, I think. A UPI MVP or something, I think, off the top of my head. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I, I yeah. barely know who Harlan Hill is and I shouldn't. Yeah. Yes, you should. The, the, the fact that I'm going back 60 years to find our all-time leading receivers means that it has been an absolute wasteland mm. when it comes to wideouts here. And, and for polls to bring in DJ Moore, honestly, made me forget a lot of the stuff I hated last year. I thought he had a pretty good draft. Again, he didn't go out and get a pass rusher. That That's rough. Uh, I, I do I do not like that. I don't think we focused interior defensive line, which is fine in in the four three scheme that we run. That's a big emphasis for our defense to shore that up, get some big fat bodies in there. But but this is the NFL in 2023. It's a passing league and it's pass rushers and and we don't have pass rushers. So for for polls, I'm okay with them. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sell you too much on them. Like I like some of the things he did. I think bringing, you know, more in, I think getting rid of Roquan Smith and bringing in two linebackers, which I think as a combination more than replace him and didn't overpay him. I like that. I was okay with playing hardball there, but we didn't get an outside pass rusher. We didn't draft one. So he's not perfect, but I think he's doing an okay job. And again, it's only his second year. I wanted to see what he could do with a clean slate. He cleaned it year one, didn't love everything. Didn't love him letting Fields just kind of wander around and Fields is talented enough to do something with it. I think he's done a lot more in year two, which makes me think, okay, let's see what he does in year three now with additional draft picks that he got in this year's draft. Mm. I do think that his offseason much better than last offseason. You talked about Nate Davis and Donald Wright on the offensive line. Um, They got good value for the trading the number one pick. But like when it comes to getting a franchise quarterback, ultimately, like the value doesn't really matter. It's either it's going to come down to is Justin Fields a franchise quarterback or not. And if not, you know, you missed on the chance of Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, uh, unless you think that, you know, neither one of them have that opportunity either. Um, The offensive line was very bad, but taking sacks is not just a reflection of the line. It's also about a QB's awareness. Fields was arguably the worst quarterback in the league last year. In that regard, Um, he was an incredible running runner great fantasy football quarterback, but, um, you know, dead last in, in adjusted yards per temp last year on target 71% of the time last year, which is bottom five, um, 35th in the league, his PFF passing grade, um, more turnover worthy percentage throws than any quarterback in the league last year, last by a massive margin in DVOA. So any system that you use to accumulate quarterbacks, any system you use for grading them fields is as bad as it gets. Um, so what's the reason you have for confidence that fields is the quarterback of the future? Yeah. I mean, this is going to be, I don't want to say this is a make or break year by any means. Cause I, I don't think even if fields didn't play that great this year, I, I, I think we still have a year four with him. What, what I have to put it out there, right. Is he just, we set him up to fail last year uh, across the board. Um, we, we just kind of talked about it. Offensive line wasn't great. He had absolutely no offensive weapons. And again, he did have a first-year offensive coordinator, a head coach who's a defensive guy, so he's not really getting too much help there. It was a a, a brand-new staff in his second year, first year as a full-time starter, doesn't have wide receivers to throw to. Our tight ends are nothing special. He doesn't have an offensive line, so he does have to run around a lot. I I really don't think we set him up to to lead or not even be bottom five in any of those categories. And at the same time, we – 
we would get frustrated over here because anytime he made a big play, which at times we did have some big open plays, we all say, why don't we do this more? Why is our offensive so conservative? I feel like some of the time it was to protect him, um, but he never even threw 30 passes in a game last year. He, yeah. he had, he had one and game. you guys were three and 14. You were in passing yeah. situations often. Yes, we were and yet as a team, they threw for under 2,600 yards, which would have been low, like in the 1970s. Yes, exactly. It's so nuts. we, we talk, when we talk bears football, right? A lot of it, it's it, the numbers themselves, both wide receivers and quarterback looks like we're looking at, you know, the NFL in the sixties and seventies uh, before the West coast offense came in here before it started to become a passing league. We, we just, we are used to this over here. So as you guys looking on the outside in, it's probably a little scary to you, to us. I don't want to say it's business as usual, but we are used to this over here, but we do see the raw talent of fields. He has a big arm. Yes. He has to get more accurate, but sometimes, you know, some, some quarterbacks look better than others because they do have receivers making great plays. They do have receivers that can get open, get off the line. And we just haven't had that. Uh, I, I, I don't like, I really don't want to shit on our team too much because I will tell you guys, last year I watched a 3-14 and 14 football team and, and the, we might sound delusional over here in Chicago and that's fine. It gets cold over here. Maybe we get a little delusional in the winter, but it, it was one of the most fun teams I've watched in quite a bit because when the team did have sparks, flashes uh, of offense coming out, the potential was there. What we saw is like, oh my, could we imagine that happening every week? But it was a flash in the pan. It was a big player two every couple of games and then a lot of blah. But but the arm is there. The talent's there. If we can surround him with pieces, now I can't have excuses next year if he doesn't perform this year as much. He, he is in the second year of the offense. He has DJ Moore now, hopefully a healthier Darnell Mooney. Chase Claypool, I don't know what to do with him. He comes out his rookie season. He's huge. He's scoring touchdowns. He looks like almost a future number one wideout out in Pittsburgh. He seems like he seems like a problem, honestly, in the locker room. I don't hear one positive report, but the raw talent is there. If he can come around, we now have Claypool, yeah. Mooney. We can, and we can more. give you the spoiler on Claypool coming around. I think that's not going to happen. I think there's a better there's a better chance that Claypool's not on your team in December that he has a thousand yards this season. I think that's that that's very fair. Yeah, but fair I enough. guess what the the point the the long winded point right is. Last year, we set him up for failure, and that was super frustrating uh, over here, and that's why polls we weren't a fan of. But the pieces are starting to come into place. Is it complete offense? Not, not at all. But I think he is a lot more of a settled situation, and we'll see what he does this year. If he doesn't do great this year, there's going to be a lot of questions going into next year. But, you know, yesterday was the first day of practice. He had a nice bomb to DJ Moore and, you know, we couldn't, that's all we're talking about. And it, again, as you got Rogers now out there, Akiva, like you're mm-hmm. going to see this all the time. Uh, you know, Minnesota, you got Kirk Cousins. He, he's a quarterback in the NFL. No, no matter what people say about Kirk Cousins, he's a, a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. We don't have that over here. We've never had that over here. So anytime we're seeing sparks of something special, we get excited. So again, that's a that's a Bears fan take here. Uh, but we we want to see a lot from him this year. We're expecting to see a lot from him this year. I want to ask a question. Um, so sure. I, I've done this thing the last couple of years called NFL 500, where I try and 
uh, group every every player on, or at least every relevant player on every team into categories, then rank the top 500 in the league. But one of the ways I do that that's useful for this podcast is I can see sort of how many good players each team has, how many very good players, how many great players. Um, who's the best player on the Bears? <laughs> the best player on the Bears? It's a very, very good question. And because, I'll, I mean, I'll tell you um, sort of... Uh, in your without, ranking? Without no, with well, I don't have like a. I haven't. I I haven't gotten like that uh, deep. I I sure. I just do the teams at this point beforehand. Um, but what I found is that um, there's no. I'd say Pro Bowl level player on this team. Um, I I just had to pick up the phone with my foot to try and hang it up as we were doing a podcast. That was a talent. Um, foot and this dexterity this guy's got yes um I, no pro bowl level player on this team and only three players of the whole team that i have listed as above average stars although they do have a lot of average wow. stars in their in their defense they wow. the, you know so the line can like i you said can but, i guess yeah. can i guess your three that you have that are even what do you call them yes. above average i would say above average starters um i'm gonna guess and, and they're said... i would say but they're not in they're not necessarily in that tier but they're because there's a sure. there's a there's a tier above that be, let's say between above average starter and pro bowler, but you got, um, what, what is it? More Edwards and Edmonds, uh, more Edwards. Uh, no, it's more, uh, oh yeah. You know why? Because it said here, uh, Edwards is on the Eagles, which is uh, from mm. last year. Yep. Uh, more Edwards and Edmonds. You're right. And Eddie Jackson actually is above. Okay. Edwards too, so there are yeah. I was like Eddie that. Okay. So a, a couple of things, Jaquan Brisker was our, our safety last year. Mm-hmm. Our strong safety last year came in was one, like the bears, defense like how i've been saying this whole time right we have terrible offenses we we do make the playoffs occasionally it's usually because of our defense and our run game and jaquan brisker last year was one of the few bright spots on our our defense last year as a rookie coming in um this is the state of our pass rush but brisker was our leading sack guy last year yeah. at strong safety <laughs> with four um, safety but yeah. i have a stat I, I so i do have a stat for every player my brisker yeah. stat is uh first rookie db ever to have 100 tackles and four sacks yeah, so so he he came along and looked really great at strong safety. And Eddie Jackson had two really down years where it looked like he was done. And last year started to make plays again. Had four picks last year. Looked like the guy he was in his first couple of years in the Bears. So so again, I I really like our safeties. I think Jalen Johnson at corner. I think he's fine. He doesn't he doesn't get interceptions though. And and you like to see turnovers from your secondary. I believe he only has one in three years. So I think he's a fine cover safety. He is not going to make, you know, plays for you and get turnovers. And then our other safeties, you know, Tyre- or Tyreek Stevenson, he's a rookie, heard good things, but he's a rookie. I, I don't think you saying there's no pro bowlers on here is that far off. Um, you know, DJ Moore has had terrible quarterbacks basically his entire career. Yeah, he could career. be the best player on your he team. He could I mean, be the best possible. player. When you said it, <laughs> but DJ we might not Moore know. was who I went we, to. Yes. If he can't know him the ball. He- Exactly. We may never know. <laughs> so, so, so when you asked that Moore was the first person that popped it in my head, I think Fields, of course, has the potential to be, but that's a big unknown. I would say Moore is our best on offense and on defense. I'd probably lean on Eddie Jackson because I know who that is, but it probably is more Edwards and Edmonds. I just, I'm not going to lie. I don't watch every Eagles game or every Bills game, so I haven't seen them play too much, but I would say on defense, it's probably Edmonds or Ed, or Edwards or Edmonds, which Again, our two linebackers in a 4-3 is probably not who we want our best players to right. be on our team, but that's where we're at right now. And then offense, it's more with, again, the potential of fields taking a huge step up, but that's a lot to ask. 
What uh, is? Can I, tell, can, can I give you a DJ Moore stat for both of you? See if you could uh, oh. trivia question. Go for uh, it. So DJ Moore has uh, fifty two hundred nine receiving yards in his first five seasons, so just over a thousand yards a season. Uh, that's twenty seventh best all time. Who has the most receiving yards in NFL history after five seasons? Well, it's going to be Justin Jefferson. Yeah, it's going to be because he's already he already has. Yeah, he could he, he could break it after four in theory. Yeah, he he's he will for sure. He's like two hundred yards short of the most through four. I mean, seasons. he told you he's not getting injured this year. Well, okay, fine, but absent Kirk injury, getting injured, absent injury, he's going to break the record for four seasons okay. in week two, and he'll break yeah. the record for five seasons five seasons by like week like a twelve or something. So yeah, right. Uh, but do you know who has the who? I would guess either uh, AJ Green or Julio Jones. I would have said uh, Cal- Calvin Johnson. No, keep going. He, he had a slow Good first guesses. season. He had a first slow season. Yeah, I don't think you guys will get it. I, I'm trying to. It's someone recent, I'm sure. Uh, recent dish, someone we've all seen play, but not. Uh, although you're a little younger than us, it's not uh, Moss. It is, it's no. not Randy Moss. Yeah, it is. But, yeah, you want one more? Yeah, guess? just tell us. Tory Holt. Oh, Tory Holt. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That makes he came right that. in. He came out. He, he joined hot. the like the, the greatest the show, show on turf. turf. Yeah. Yes, yeah, immediately. Joined, yeah. That makes. Yeah. Sense. Was his rookie year '99? The year they they go. Was that his rookie I don't year '99? So I think no? I thought it was like I think it's a little earlier, but I could be uh, wrong. I'll look yeah. it up as we talk. Um, what is your confidence level? Or, or uh, let me ask another. What, how sure. long a leash do we have? On uh, I, I was incorrect. It was '99. On Eberflus, on Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator, because if if Justin Fields looks bad this year, like who else could be losing their job at the end of this year? I don't think anyone will. I and, and this is why we we so you had, had the number one overall pick passed on all yep. these franchise quarterbacks. Said Fields is my guy. Fields is a disaster this year. You got to draft a quarterback next year, and there's no consequence for anybody. I, I don't think so. I I think because your owner's a hundred to... years old. Is that why? <laughs> oh, Virginia. Um. Mm. I think this is it. I feel like, and this is just, again, my perspective. We, since Lovey Smith left, right. Um, Mark Tressman came in and gave us two years, one great year, one just disaster. Uh, Fox comes in, gives us three years. Nagy comes in and gives us what? Four or five years. Um, gosh, I guess Nagy was there longer than I thought. That was just, I guess that was during COVID. I think my whole life yeah. shut down. Um, <laughs> you started a I, podcast. I, I, I started a podcast during, right. I guess the thing is the the last time I, I really thought the Bears had sustainable success is when we had a coach in there for a long time who happened to be a defensive coach in Lovey Smith, who was a coach in Chicago for nine years. And that was the last I mean, that was the last time we made the Super Bowl. That was the last time I felt good year after year going in. And do I think Matt Everflus is, is a great head coach? He was not my first choice. Uh, you know, I think going defense as your head coach these days. A defensive minded head coach these days is is not uh, the route I would go, especially when we have fields there and whatnot. But he's our coach now. What I feel like hurts a, a quarterback, a young quarterback, which I've seen plenty of young quarterbacks come through Chicago and flame out, is it's coaching changeover. A new head coach, he brings in his own coordinator. I want Fields to have consistency, and, and even if it's a bad, even if it's not the best year this year, I don't expect Fields to be Patrick Mahomes or anything close to that. But even if it's not the year we're all expecting, I would still give us one more year of leash. I, I, I do oh, not. So if you have a top not, three pick next year because Fields sucked this year, you don't. Take we get Marvin Harrison Jr. We we hmm. go get Marvin okay. Harrison Jr. out there. No, I, I again, unless Fields just, I am expecting a good amount from Fields. I'm expecting. 3,800 yards. I'm expecting wow. 25 touchdown passes. I am. I am. 
That that is the line we're. Would that here. be a team record? Has anyone ever thrown for four thousand yards for the uh, Cutler, Cutler? Cutler had yeah. over four thousand okay. yards. Yeah, right. yeah, he did. When Cutler, team by the way, talking about Bears historically bad quarterbacks. When the Bears acquired Cutler through five seasons in Denver, he was like on, on a, if not a Hall of Fame path, very close to that. And he immediately took a dramatic turn down from like a Pro Bowl caliber to like an average quarterback at best. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the water in Chicago or what, but like, you know, it, it, he was like, you can see like on a direct line, like his just his performance drop as soon as he got to Chicago. And I still yeah. don't understand what happened. He was in the, you know, he was 26 years old. It doesn't make sense to me. No, you know, we, we, we could say stuff like the wind and stuff, but I think that's kind of a cop out. Uh, I, I don't know, man. It, it's 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 where, you know, Chicago is where quarterbacks. And again, I, I don't want to say this with fields. Here's this bad juju, but like they just they come here and they they die. And, and a lot of the times we get them at the end of their career and, and they're not great anymore. Uh, other times we just we've drafted poorly. Like I hated the Mitchell Trubisky draft pick. Um, I, I thought that was ridiculous. And now, of course, it looks even more ridiculous. I think we've drafted very poorly. I think in free agency, we we don't go all in other than Cutler, I thought was all in. And, and he was, you know, he's our leading passer in team history now. We have a very bad history with it. Um, Fields is the guy we want to change it. Will it happen? I, You know, I, I don't know. But the, the skill level is there. At least we love the pick here. He has the pieces. But again, to, to the earlier point of the leash on these guys, to me, this is Fields' first year really with an actual capable NFL offensive around him. There's still a lot to be needed, but I think there's capable pieces around him. So for me, even though this is his third year in the league, I feel like this is the first year where I'm saying, hey, go out there and, and show me what you have here. But it's up to the coaching staff to, to take the leash off. If they still... You know, he's not getting 30 passing attempts in any games this year. Then then you might hear a change of tune in me. Maybe I'll say, yes, we need to get rid of the coaches, bring in some more offensive minded guys, especially at the, the head coach position. Let him bring in his young guru to to mold fields. But if they let fields run, he makes plenty of mistakes. But I see a little progress there. And again, I think we're going to win seven, eight games. I don't see there's any case where I'm saying we got to get rid of the coach at the end of the year. Well, but I mean, you what you're describing for Fields is not mild improvement. You're, Jalen Hurts last year threw for 3,700 yards and 22 touchdowns and was an MVP candidate, finished second in the league and went to the Super Bowl. Um, Fields is a better runner than Hurts. If he has 3,800 yards and 25 touchdowns, he's an MVP candidate and the Bears are winning a dozen games. So that's like really high expectations you have on him. I a dozen games? I, I mean, I mean, how many quarterbacks last year threw for over 4,000 yards this year? I mean, we have 17 games now. And 25 it's touchdowns be over and half. can run the way that, that Fields does? I mean, almost I, nobody I, I, in I, history. That's peak Lamar Jackson. The, the, you know, I mean. The, the running to my, again, limit. I don't have insiders on the Bears or anything like that, but it seems like the running last year was out of absolute necessity to keep us in the game. To my knowledge, we are going to really rein, rein that back a lot less like drawed up quarterback sneaks, things like that. We're going to let him pass. Again, that is what we want here. We do not want him running for 1,100 yards. I do not want him to turn into Lamar Jackson. I think he's a much more talented quarterback, to be honest, from a just arm strength, arm ability standpoint than Lamar. I do not want him takes. to be that. <laughs> I, I do not want him to be that. I want him to be 
you know, run when he needs to. We bootleg when we need to. I want him passing the football. I think he's a very talented quarterback. I do not think 3,800 yards, 25 touchdown passes. I'm surprised when you said Jalen Hurts didn't throw for, for 4,000 yards last year. I'm surprised by that. How many games did he miss, though? Did he miss a he, few? Uh, two games, yeah. Okay. Still, I, I, I would have...